Hola, boys and girls. Welcome back to another awesome, amazing episode of the Texas Podcast Massacre. I'm indeed one of your hosts, Tank Rodriguez, joined with me via Zoom due to global pandemic quarantine restrictions. Uh, we got the man with the plan, Dirty Derek. How you doing today, sir? Good. I'm a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. I'm hey, shake my rump today. Shake your rump. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, no stranger to the three shells, even though that's a going commando reference. We got James Jimothy Dean as he shakes his head. So, sap, sap, sap. <laughs> I, I like goddamn three seashells have followed me onto another podcast now. <laughs> it's Dude. gonna follow him forever. Nightmares about three bunch three seashells. Thank you guys. <laughs> I know what I'm getting you, you for right your, today, sir. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> three seashells. Appreciate it. How you doing, Tank? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. I was a little discombobulated today. Sorry for the late start, uh, even though the folks don't even know that we started late. But yeah. still. But I we know, know, and that's what really that's matters. That's all that really matters. You know, that's all that really matters. That's, that's the most important thing. Uh, you know, um, you know, just a little backtrack on uh, Stable of Studs uh, before we get into the, the Texas Podcast Massacre. Um, uh, it was a little uh, bittersweet to watch WrestleMania last night. Um, I know we're going to have, we're going to record the, the, uh, stable of studs tonight, which will be out the same night. And, um, all I got to say is, wow. Um, I, I personally was very impressed with, uh, the ending. Um, not so much the music, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, the undertaker match versus AJ, I uh, almost had AJ Lee. Holy shit. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but with AJ Styles, it was really great. Um, again, I know we're getting off topic here, but I can't wait to talk about that tonight as well. Uh, but other than that, I'm just compobulated. I stayed in well, my studio, um, but I'm good with that. I'm, I'm all right. You're spending it in your studio, huh? Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, let, let me ask you, Tate, was there any ghosts there? Oh, there, there, there may or may not have been a ghost here. <laughs> a ghost and a horse. <laughs> uh, a horcher guy. Is <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> By the way, you last you, you I can say that the re, the Undertaker AJ Styles match is uh, relevant because it did have a horror kind of theme. It took place in a graveyard. It was called a boneyard match. Yeah, sure uh, there did. were uh, was definitely some horror type elements in it, so it, it's relevant. And I don't care what Tanner says. Uh, Tanner kind of you know, he's he's, he's uh, harking on my last nerve about shitting on that match. Um, well, quote unquote match. But I, again, I can't wait to talk about it later tonight. I digress from here on out. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I'm great. You know, uh, I'm excited to talk about, uh, you know, uh, ghosts today. Ghosties. Yeah. Ghosties. Ghosties. Yeah. Ghosties so, but, um, but since the last Texas podcast <laughs> massacre episode, and did y'all watch anything? Um, I think the, uh, so we were talking about this, this before we, we launched and, uh, the, the first thing, the first thing we need to call out. Is that uh, Train to Busan sequel yes. trailer Peninsula and how batshit amazing that that trailer is for just a teaser. Absolutely. Uh, James and I were just saying we, we were so surprised that this was just talked about not that long ago and like how quickly they ramped it up and already have like a trailer ready to go. And I mean, this thing is like Mad Max with fucking zombies and it, it just looks like amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to see it if you're, if you have not watched the Train to Busan movie, if you're listening, number one, go out and do that because it's probably one of the most perfect zombie movies. And that says a lot. Like, 
Zombies is one of my favorite genres. And uh, I would say it's in the top three best zombie contemporary movies, hands down. I would say it's actually probably like it is. It is definitely makes the cut for like one of the all time better like horror movies out there. Uh, yeah, especially. I would. I'll go, I'll go on board with that. Yeah, and if you like, or somebody that says I don't like reading subtitles because it has them, um, shut up. <laughs> watch it because I've seen way too many people online convert to saying how much they love the movie even though they hate the idea of subtitles so yeah um, people are dumb as shit but yeah that, that trailer was bananas I knew you guys would be stoked for it the moment I the moment it came out so um I am hoping all this clears up enough time for it to actually keep its release date and not get pushed off like further like every other movie out there so yeah absolutely um just in case y'all were wondering uh, Disney's uh, Jungle Cruise was pushed back, unfortunately, for a full year. So I'm sorry, Jimothy, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer for that. Movie. Oh, darn. So disappointed. <laughs> I will say, though, about the, uh, the, the Peninsula trailer, uh, just from a design standpoint, I really like the uh, zombies they show uh, design-wise. Very, very freaky looking. Yeah. Very, truly scary zombies. So. Yeah. In, a, in a day and age where zombies have become almost like kind of boring because we've seen them so much, um, they did a really good job of making their zombie aesthetic really stick out. Yeah, there were a couple of scenes in there that I thought were really cool that kind of gave this whole, like, um, very reminding, reminiscent of a lot of, like, the World War Z scenes where, like, zombies piled on top of each other, but these were, like, way more scarier than the... Exactly. Uh, Much better done? Yes. Yeah. I will agree yeah. 100%. I, did, I actually, honestly, like, if, if they're ever going to take a crack at, like, uh, World War... Z for like the sequel, which has been like talked about forever. They need to get the, the people who did Train to Busan in this movie right. on board with that. Like this could actually—you never know. I mean, this could absolutely be like a a great spinoff for World War Z. We don't know. Maybe, oh, they're, in yeah. the same, maybe they're in the same universe. We don't know that. Absolutely. Maybe. But yeah, well done. I mean, hands down. Great yeah, dinner. no, and it, it's it's really weird that we brought it up in the last one in the uh, in the last uh, TPM. And then they bring it up here. I think we're right. we're on to something here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, did, did y'all watch anything else? Um, so I was telling James I watched two things this week. I watched this uh, great, I'm going to give, uh, I'll share the link with, uh, with you and James. It's a great, it's about a four and a half hour documentary called uh, In Search of Darkness. It's a, all about 80s horror. Um, super awesome. Um, it was definitely very captivating for like four and a half hours. It goes through like pretty much, the start of the 80s all the way to like 89 um talks about some of the movies along the way some of the greatest hits um talks about fans talks about special effects uh talks about different genres <coughs> I, I thought it was uh and they highlighted a lot of the movies that we've talked about on the podcast which i really appreciated um i was like oh all right we got good taste because they're bringing up a lot of stuff that we've talked about uh the you know things like the changeling and you know poltergeist the stuff and critters and you know like they, they've hit on a lot of uh, cat people um you know, See? so i mean they, they hit on a lot of movies i was like damn we've, we've talked about all these um and there were a few that i that i, I hadn't really heard of so i was like making a list and kind of going down and like, i gotta check that out james and i were just saying how much we appreciate documentaries so and there are some some other good ones out there as well uh, for <laughs> listeners um what did you james you said uh Red, red, white, and red, 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 red white nightmare. Red uh, nightmare. Uh, nightmares in red, white, and uh, hold on, damn it, red, yeah, something like nightmares in red, white, and blue, or yeah. uh, yeah. hold on, let me there's see. that one, and then there's uh, yeah, it's nightmares in red, white, and blue. yeah, nightmares which is a terrible. I gotta say, it's a, it's 
it's the it's a terrible name. It's the most forgettable name. It's very it's a it's a bad name. But it's a good a, bad name, but good documentary. Cool. And then there's there's white horror. Um, there's Never Sleep Again, which is a Nightmare on Elm Street documentary. There's Camp Crystal Lake Chronicles, which I thought is pretty good, and that's pretty lengthy too. That's two parter. If you want to watch one hosted by Corey Feldman, which I would have rather seen the older Tommy Jarvis hosting that myself, but um, maybe got no Tom love for no love for Corey Feldman. Actually, I would say like probably that is one of my top three best Corey Feldman roles ever. Was uh, oh yeah, young Tommy Jarvis. He was, Dude, he was, Court, let's okay. Let's not get let's not all lose our minds. Corey Feldman, yes, today he's a weirdo, fucking Michael Jackson cosplayer, but. Homie ruled the 80s. Everything he did was great. Every movie he did was great up until about, uh, you know, um, what's that weird-ass movie that uh, he did with... Uh, dream a Little Dream. Well, even before that, with like, even though that one's uh, actually kind of an interesting movie. Um, James, James Robard is uh, the best part of that movie. Exactly. But um, uh, once he started song. making like softcore porn with like... Uh, like nurse school or whatever that shit was he did, but um, uh, uh, but anyways, like he school seven. I think up until four, exactly. Meatballs four, exactly. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, like up until probably the Burbs, homie was. He was actually the Burbs. He was one the, of my favorite Corey Feldman, like one of my top favorite Corey Feldman movies. Like, what the pizza dudes here? I know, and the thing uh, is, he's so. You know, and there's other movies, whether it's Stand By Me or if it's Goonies or I mean, License to Drive always. I mean, even the even the Frog Brothers, he kind of plays kind of like a annoying character a little bit, or like a character that's like a little bit, you know, like a little unlikable for one reason or another. Um, but in uh, the Burbs, he just plays a. He's like, I want to be that Corey Feldman's friend. So, anyways. Yep, I would be at his house on his porch, uh, waiting for the pizza dude. Hanging out, waiting for the pizza watch, dude. Watching, watching Mrs. Rumsfeld. Oh, I forgot one of his best roles was his Donatello, too. Yeah. Did you know, fun fact, he was Chris Draven in The Crow's Terrorway to Heaven. So I'm yes. assuming Eric Draven's brother for one episode, they're like, ah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, like nobody's buying this. By the <laughs> way, that, that TV show uh, was great. Uh, Crow's yes. Terrorway to Heaven with Mark DeCasas. Very underrated. <laughs> uh, fun, fun fact, by the way, uh, about speaking of the burbs, the... Uh, the woman who plays uh, Mrs. Rumsfeld actually does the voice of Francine Smith on American Dad. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and Scott Grimes, who is in Critters, does the voice of Steve Smith. So get some uh, some good like horror and horror Jason. Look at that. Legends. Six degrees of separation. Uh, Corey Feldman did one episode of Family uh, of American Dad as an announcer. Oh, look at that. <laughs> we just wrapped yeah, it all up today. People. Just need, you just need to finance his album and then <laughs> move on from there. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Corey Feldman was good in the eighties. Um, he was good. I, I digress, but I, yeah, I'm just saying. Like in regards to a Friday the Thirteenth documentary, I maybe would have liked to see some other people be the host for four hours of footage without Corey Feldman. Um, the Felds. The Felds. Um, yeah, and then there's a new uh, new documentary, uh, Cursed uh, Horror, or Cursed Movies, um, that's on Shudder, which is kind of cool. The episodes aren't long. It's like once a week, and they just did the um, just the Exorcist of Linda Blair, um, which was good. There was a lot of, you know, it's funny. It, it almost kind of, the show is kind of not focusing on, like, 
why it's cursed, but like maybe why it's not cursed, which is kind of a cool concept on it. And like all the propaganda that went into making the movie and, uh, but all the kind of the weird stuff. And they had, they had a, like a live a guy who's <laughs> like a live exorcist on there, uh, which is weird, but he used to own a furniture shop. Now he's an exorcist. Um, and he does some, he does some exorcisms on, on the episode too, which is really funny. He just goes to random people's houses and, and repels, has him repel Satan, um, <laughs> which is su- super funny. And then like in the controversy, there was people who were like, hey, if somebody, if you ask what demon is inside people and they refer and they say Lucifer, they're probably like full of shit. And then the next scene's this guy and he's like, who's inside you? Lucifer. <laughs> it's great. I don't know. Um, I love that. I do. There's actually a documentary about like, um, it's like it's not like it's not a mockumentary. It's a real documentary about uh, uh, an exorcist uh, in Italy that's actually really fascinating. And I, again, I don't believe it for a second, but still a pretty fascinating documentary, pretty well done. And for the guy who directs it, oh, you know who it is? You know what it is? It's um, it's not Paul Schrader. It's who's the writer? Who who wrote The Exorcist? Um, uh, William, Billy, uh, Steve Blatley or whatever. Well, yeah, he wrote, Blatley wrote the Exorcist and then, like, Freakin', right? Oh, actually, no, the documentary is about Freakin'. Freakin', yeah. They do, he talks about William Blatley in it, but, yeah, it's William Freakin' actually doing a documentary about real exorcisms or whatever. Hmm. It's pretty free. It was pretty pretty fascinating. I I guess, I guess what what they were saying is, like, Freakin' was a real, like, he was was an asshole to set, like, apparently he was super traumatizing. Um, Maybe not as much as, like, Kubrick was to Shelley Duvall in the in the shining, but like he definitely wanted to elicit, um, elicit some. Uh, well, I mean, you know, they he broke her back or whatever, so oh, yeah, she talks about it. She won't talk about certain parts of the exorcist either, which I find is really interesting. So, obviously, there's a so lot of trauma there. there, but they had the uh, they had the, the stunt person who did her the stand in who did some of the scenes for her, for her, including the uh, the crucifixion masturbation scene. Um, so, um it was interesting though. It was, it was a good. Uh, it was a good little uh, documentary show. I'll have to check out the other ones. I think Poltergeist is this week, so I'm pretty excited to see that one because we're talking about ghost movies. So there we go. And you, it's funny too because uh, in fact, you mentioned a movie a few minutes ago offhand that I do want to talk about. But it's funny because when I was thinking when we we said we we're going to do um, uh, today's episode was going to be about ghosts. Weirdly, I, the one of the first ones that popped in my head was The Exorcist. For some reason, and obviously it's not a ghost story; it's a story about possession. Um, but there's just something about the way that the Exorcist unfolds that feels like a like a. Yeah, it could have been that. That totally that movie could have totally been. If you took away the possession piece, like it, there are scenes in there that totally could have been like a poltergeist type. When she's like walking, like like spider walking down the stairs. Or just so the furniture like flying everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, but there's just like there's so many things where you like you, it feels like like atmospherically it feels like a haunted like a like a traditional like ghost story. But uh, yeah, I mean the thing is like um, one of my favorites to if we're gonna kick it off. Sure. Is, it's not, I wouldn't say it's even one of my favorites, which is a, a really good movie that nobody ever talks about, is fucking Change, The Changeling. Yeah. Um, and Gershie Scott's great in fucking everything he does. Like, that's why well, there's this movie called Hardcore he did that is one of my favorite movies from the 70s. Um, but, you know, he's he's just, he's so George C. Scott. But um, I remember, uh, I think I had taped it off of 
like TV, like with commercials or something as a kid. And I used to watch it. Um, really, yeah, I really like that movie. Um, really creepy, really atmospheric. Um, great performances. Very 70s, um, you know, when, when horror movies were done with like a modicum of intelligence where it wasn't just like jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. It was more about like, you know. Um, build up. Yeah, build up, exactly. Yeah. And, and telling stories of characters. But anyways, it's a really good movie. Um, just wanted to talk about it since you, you mentioned it. I was like, No, oh, no, no. It's, it's actually, it was, it was one of the things that I, I was thinking about when I thought of like ghost stories. What really got me thinking about this is like at a time where people are constantly like trapped in their house and, yeah. and can't really, you know, with social distancing and quarantine and stuff, like, can't go anywhere. I was like, man, it would really suck if somebody like found out that their house was haunted. <laughs> this is the way they have to find that out. It's because they can't leave their house. I was like, somebody should make a movie about this. Um, well, it's funny because there's that movie, um, uh, Housebound. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of similar. similar. I mean, House Arrest, right? House Arrested. I mean, she can't leave. Uh, um, but yeah, like where there's like a massive uh, global pandemic, some outbreak, and uh, you can't leave your house, and then you find out you're stuck inside. And you go outside, you get some de- you know deadly flu if you stay inside you got to deal with the ghosts i like that, that yeah you know i mean you can't 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 lose for winning you know um and and i think that like you know the idea too like even some of the earlier like i was saying the other day about like amityville and you know kind of the the original uh yeah. not the remake with ryan reynolds um yeah. you know with, with margaret kidder i mean that was such a great movie too um I don't know what it is about eighties, eighties like uh, haunting movies and like trees, but both the Poltergeist and Amityville both have these like weird like tree sequences in them. Uh, obviously, not the molesting tree that's in <laughs> uh, Poltergeist that tries to eat the kid, but like still though, I mean, just busting through the house and breaking windows. See, I remember. I mean, I, I think I think there's probably four or five like all-time classic um, uh, ghost ghost films i think the poltergeist to to your uh, credit is probably one of the most quintessential i do think amityville though is um one that doesn't get brought as much today but used to be the quintessential um because again at the time when the poltergeist was released it really did play up on the fact that it was quote unquote based off a true story um which people still today contest whether or not like how much of it was based off reality and stuff. And there's even, there's even a fascinating documentary about called my uh, Annieville horror about the son. Um, yeah. yeah. And from the family stuff. But I remember growing up as a kid being fucking terrified of Amityville, uh, oh, yeah. Amityville horror. the house was the most innocuous looking house, but just the way that they present it and stuff, which is the magic of movies, like fucking really free. I used to have nightmares and see that house in my nightmares. I, uh, I find it really funny too. That, that house, like, for moving forward like it's never nobody's ever reported anything weird in that house um which i find really interesting but it, yet people still flock to that house like to the point where people yep. they have to like shoot people away like pretty religiously to like not go near the house or trespass on the property and and i think it's the just the iconic look of the house that really draws in because it has those weird windows the eye windows um but, yeah, and that's the thing is, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's like I said, it's an innocuous house, looking house, but they use those elements, like those, those two weird windows, like, um, and I actually think they change those out. Like I, I have to double check, but I, oh, I would, if I was the house owner, I would. Yeah. And that's what I think. I think they, they get some renovations. I think she changed those windows. So it wouldn't look as much like that house anymore. Just and people still showing up, still show up and, and, and bother people. I always find like, this is, this is where that level of skepticism 
kind of comes in because you know if you ever hear the 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 Warrens like they they investigated that house yeah that was a, you know, that was their most famous case at the time yeah. yeah and and yet it seemed to just be really weird that that it was probably the one of the most like investigations that was found in so much in controversy that yeah. nobody ever believed that I mean people believed it either believed it was haunted or believed it wasn't haunted but I think it was more in the vein of like this isn't haunted because it just never occurred after they left. Yeah, and I mean, I believe like members of the family got accused of being con artists, even though they said they had nothing to do with it. They were really reporting what had happened to them at the war and sort of blew it up and took it to the media and or then people. I mean, they, the, I know that some members of the family have suffered with like alcoholism and mental disorders, mental illness and stuff. So fascinating regardless, but I do know that the sequels aren't. Uh, uh, aren't hot. Uh, no, the best one's probably, I actually think the third one where that creature Depression? pops up. Yeah, where yeah, the, the thing pops up from the well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's got the best, it's got the best uh, movie poster because it yeah. was 3D, right? Yeah. I believe it's 3D, yeah. 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 So many bad 3D movies back in the day. Um, so well, let, me, let me ask you guys this. If you, if you had to say, if you had to choose one movie that says like, nobody's ever seen a ghost movie, a movie about ghosts, Ghosts. Uh, that's not the movie Ghosts with uh, Patrick Swayze. With Patrick Swayze. Another movie about ghosts that you had to say is like the quintessential, you like your favorite or what you think is the most important or best ghost movie. What would you choose? Oh, that is a that's a tough one. Um, I don't want to say it because you're gonna make fun of me. You can say it. No, James is gonna make fun of me. I know. I it. may. I can't. I can't promise. But whoa. no, I. Casper. No, it's like. It's like a tie between like Sixth Sense and Beetlejuice. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, both those movies are great. I mean, I love Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's well, it's, well, it's well, a like, ghost movie, and, okay, and well, I would say, but Sixth Sense to me is like ghost, ghosts. Like, yeah. I mean, the thing is, people now make fun of Sixth Sense because of everything that's gone on with it, but um, you know. Uh, and people only talk about the ending with surprise ending. But if you actually watch the uh, six, it's a good movie. The scares in it are great. Uh, the performances yeah, uh, are great. I the, think the, the Misha Barton one is uh, the Misha Barton scene with like, the little girl that's prison. Like, that's, yep. my, that's my favorite yeah. part. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say that. That, yeah. that always creeped me out. Like, she's right, just under yeah. the table, like throwing up. Like, yep. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's a yeah. well-made movie. All the actors are great. I actually think it's one of Bruce Willis's, one of my favorite Bruce Willis performances, especially because he plays so against Bruce Willis type. Yeah. Um, yeah, the great movie's great. The kid is great in it. Um, yeah, everybody talks about the ending, but the fucking movie's a good movie. Yeah. Good. I don't um, know if it would be if if it, this would fall in the vein of like my like all time favorite one, or like it would be the one that I recommend for somebody who's never seen any of them. I mean, I love Stir of Echoes. Like Stir of Echoes, Kevin Bacon is an amazing ghost tale. Um, yep. That's our seven, our second Kevin Bacon mentioned today that's awesome yeah. anyway <laughs> the bacon makes it he makes he makes some good movies you know um i mean obviously like i am a huge fan of like the the 13 ghosts both the original and the remake i was gonna bring um, that up today actually. it's a guilty pleasure but i mean i i feel like but i would have to say honestly like if i had to pick a ghost story that i thought would like i stand the test of time if it if it is not the changeling then i would actually go with ghost story um, from the like the early eighties, like because I think that's like kind of it's a mix, but I I thought it was a great movie. The effects of it are great. It's creepy. Um, so I, I would probably say either that or like you know I, Poltergeist. I mean I know Poltergeist is more well, I was gonna of a say, family, I was gonna... family friend 
like more of in the the PG thirteen rated family it's, friendly ghost movie, but I, I think it's stood the test of time. Poltergeist is without a doubt a straight up horror movie. Yes, it's a PG thirteen movie. Yes, it's a family film. But it's, oh, a, it's, it's, a, it's a Toby horror movie. show. Yeah, but it definitely is a horror movie. I think yeah. it was probably the biggest gateway movie for horror fans from the eighties because. It was so prevalent. Um, you parents would allow their kids to watch it, and then it was genuinely scary. I mean, it, the movie is genuinely scary. The whole storyline is great. Um, yeah, I I would definitely say the Poltergeist is in the that pantheon of like must watch like horror uh, or ghost movies specifically. I, I would almost say like honestly, if if you didn't need to watch the first Poltergeist to see the second one, which I do think they there there are some elements you'll miss if you. Yeah, you don't exactly. watch them. Like I would almost actually think that Poltergeist Two is like equally as good and, and probably creepy. But like even in Poltergeist One, some of the scenes where like the, the cameraman is like tearing off his face. Yeah, um, exactly. The scene at the end with the, like just all the corpses popping up in like the like the empty like pool area. I mean, they're just really creepy. Um, so just really thoroughly creepy scenes. Like yeah, within I that agree. movie that. Uh, I think it has a little bit of something for everybody. So I think that's why I think it would be probably one of the ones that I would recommend if you've never seen a ghost story to like, to check that out. Yeah, I would say like, you know, between Poltergeist and then Ghostbusters, uh, those would probably be the two biggest. Um, Ghostbusters 2. Um, what, the slime? I like Ghostbusters 2. And actually Ghostbusters I love Ghostbusters 2. Vigo. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's not a very popular uh, thing to say. Um, so I would say there's like, I would say, you know, if, as we brought up, I love the chain. I love Changeling. Um, um, and uh, Poltergeist would be up there, as would be Amityville. Um, I think the haunting from the 60s probably is still mm-hmm. one of the greatest. I mean, it's truly a haunted house movie. It's the quintessential haunted house movie. Um, you know, it's, there's so many great moments with like the, the, that like, like creepy woman that sort of just is like on a, like a, like they're like basically pulling on a dolly and she's like, she's like moving, but she's like, like, you know, being dragged along, like she's floating, like some really great movements. All the atmospherics are great. Um, I would say a personal favorite night with the caveat that I, if I were to tell somebody to watch it, I wouldn't tell them it's a a ghost movie because it would sort of ruin something is uh, the others with uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, I still think that's um, one of the most beautifully done, fully thought out ghost stories ever uh, with a really heartbreaking ending. Um, But it's all about atmospherics. It's all about performance. It's all about, you know, camera movements. And um, it's such an intelligent movie and so sad and so, and and generally unnerving and creepy. Um, Yeah, because by the end of the movie, you're, 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 you're both scared and sad, which is always a good combination of feelings. Um, and I feel like it's one of those movies that don't doesn't get a lot of love. Um, that you know, uh, I think I even think to, like in this day and age, I think I've even heard people say that they think it's overrated, which I, is bizarre because I don't think it's even highly rated to begin with. But um, uh, but yeah, it's one of those movies that I I've watched that movie dozens of times, and you know, even though I I know the ending and. Uh, you know, it's, I still enjoy watching the movie. So. Yeah, you know what? I, I think that it's hard because I think ghost stories are kind of just a weird genre in itself. And I think when you get into like 
period pieces that are also ghost stories like yeah i think that's where people kind of like oh no that's not like it's not good or it's not scary enough but it really is like i mean in that particular movie without giving away any any spoilers is really it is very creepy there are some scenes in that movie that'll that'll make you jump um i think the same thing with like you know the devil's backbone Stuff like that's that was that. exactly yeah. you were saying that that was exactly what i was thinking too a film in the same kind of thing would be the, yeah. the backbone in that same family and i think there there are some that could be like really well done but then you look like um and, and you know get me up del toro is like always like it's kind of hit or miss sometimes so i, I look at that like devil's backbone but then i look at something like crimson peak which is also a, a ghost story I, I almost prefer the devil's backbone a little bit more um in that vein, though I I do like Crimson Peak, it is it is a kind of a, a good haunting tale. Um, the effects of that are great, but um, yeah, I think I think it's just here. It's it's a harder I think it's a harder genre when you have those two combinations to like push uh, to get people to really enjoy it versus like a modern. Like Which is sad story. because I mean you know I think it's you know uh, I mean people there's already a whole generation of people who don't like period piece films to begin with which is like you know i don't get it but um maybe like i don't know it's a weird i think uh we've become so obsessed with uh you know our our contemporary world that like being taken out of it for people is far more jarring than when i was a kid i don't know but it's uh i feel like those kind of period pieces especially that then you play with those limitations of like technology, like people don't have technology. They don't have, you know, smartphones. They don't have those tools that sort of help, uh, you know, in a modern setting, like, you know, this day and age, you know, horror movies, a lot of horror movies could be solved if somebody just fucking called the police or called the tow truck. Like, um, so I think going back in time and kind of doing a period piece horror is actually smart. Cause again, you, you play with those limitations, but, um, yeah, it definitely would say like, um, you know, of all the genres of films, uh, and I'm, and again, with vampires, demons, uh, slashers, I think, you know, the majority of history of scary stories are rooted in the ghost story. Um, all cultures have ghosts if every single culture throughout history. Uh, so there's a ton of really great ghost movies, um, movies about ghosts. I think recently with like The Conjuring and all those, they've kind of made a small, small comeback. Um, but you know, I feel like there is um, there's a wealth of really good ones that you know people maybe don't you know aren't as knowledgeable yeah. of. Like I, I remember when I was a kid watching The Lady in White, um, which was a really great ghost story and like kind of like a crime thriller as well. Like I guess you could you put it in that vein. But like that was not a super scary ghost story, but it was like one that definitely creeped me as a kid. Um, who was the kid in that? Lucas Haas? Luke, that Lucas was? Haas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 I remember that, that that VHS cover used to freak me out for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it was like him and alone in a dark room, like looking out the attic window yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was creepy, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, they had some really good, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think like the kind of the ghost stories nowadays have, they're, they're starting to make a resurgence with the the conjuring, but then it's also like some of the, some of the things also border on a little bit of the ridiculousness, which kind of oh, yeah. takes away from the ghost story. Like when you get into like future iterations, like Annabelle five, yeah. you know, Annabelle goes to college, you know, like, exactly. either, um, but the original story is like, you know, it, it's really creepy. And having seen 
seeing that in the Warren Museum, like personally, it's it's very it's a very unnerving whether you believe in any of that or not. It's just an unnerving situation to see that firsthand. Like even if you like have you know, it's like people who uh, open those cursed boxes, like <laughs> that, like don't don't believe it, but then something happens. Like then you know, then you this thing that happens, do you blame it on the box or is it just happened circumstance? It's just kind of a weird weird mix. Um, but yeah, I watched, when you, I watched a movie about that. One of those, the, 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 on the black web, they buy those box, those like, what are they called? Oh, oh the mystery boxes. Yeah. I just watched a YouTube video on like that the other day yeah. about like people that have gotten super weird. Yeah. They've gone on the black market, buy a cursed box and they They're open so it. I'm, of course. I'm just, I honestly, like, a good little movie. I watched this little weird movie about it. It was actually pretty interesting. I feel like we should just, we should just offer to send people like, uh, mystery boxes on the web, and right. I'm just gonna clean out my house and just put random things, <laughs> things in there. Like, I'll eat nothing but Indian food for a week and then fart in it. <laughs> that's a real ghost, that's a ghost box right there. People oh. open it and die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, somebody must have gotten murdered in this box. Yeah, I got oh. it. They, they open the box and he goes, Sub, 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 sub. It's <laughs> 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 like green mist. <laughs> 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 That's right. Just uh, and this is random. You just got ghosted. Right. Um, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Um, uh, have you ever seen the movie uh, The Entity? Uh, a very in like I say, very long time ago, like in the eighties, probably. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a movie. Um, I think Scream Factory. It was either Scream Factory or somebody released it two or three years ago, or three or four years ago now. Um, but yeah, it was a movie I'd seen as a kid. I remember liking it and thinking it was pretty creepy, and then actually more, liking it more when I rewatched it. Um, you know, it's uh, Barbara Hershey is fucking amazing, and it. it's basically like a one woman performance. But uh, yeah, really interesting because it's actually super creepy. It, it, basically, she's sexually assaulted by the ghost in the beginning. And then, um, you know, everybody thinks she's basically either making it up or, or you know, having a mental breakdown. Um, and it really plays off of that aspect of it, of how, like, you know, you, how helpless you would be because, you know, nobody would believe you. And, um, yeah, it's a really fascinating, it's a great movie, great performance. And I, I really like, I think at the time it didn't get enough credit because they thought it was just trying to, um, uh, uh, you know, copy all the other movies at the time or whatever, but. I loved it. I thought, especially having rewatched it as an adult, I remember being pretty impressed by it and thinking that, uh, um, you know, it, it should be a bigger movie. But uh, it's definitely one of the ones I think is vastly underrated and more people should see. All right. Very cool. I'll, yeah, I'll have to watch it again. I, you know, it's uh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, you can't run from ghost dick. That's the thing. No, yeah. And the thing is, you never thought of horny ghosts, but, you know. Hey, you never you never do know. I mean, yeah, there are stories about people getting molested by ghosts. I, That's I, true. No, it's very uh, common. Yeah. Yeah. There was a woman who wanted to marry her uh, her her ghost pirate lover. Yeah, I read okay. an article about. It. So, who um, would? I mean, honestly, he's, I mean, if you're a, he's a pirate, he's a ghost. He's got ghost dick. So, who knows? I mean, it could have been a peg leg for all we know. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Um, what are, what are your uh, what are your least favorite? Like, what's your least favorite ghost story? Like, your ghost least favorite ghost movie? We talked about all the good ones, but there are definitely some crappy ones that are out. There. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember. I mean, uh, oh man, that's hard. Uh, I mean, a lot of like the remake, the like Japanese remake ones of like you know, um, you know, 
the ring, the ring, and all those. Right. Yep. Um, although again, I don't really, I'm not even really a, a huge fan of the Japanese ones either. I think, um, you Game know, Juan. What did you, what did you think of that movie, Mama? Like, uh, Mama. Yeah, I I, I like Mama. I actually did like Mama. I know. Um, uh, I thought it was actually there's some really creepy moments, and again, I liked that they went practical with using uh, what is this name, J- J- Javier Benet or whatever the that like lanky actor. But oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm like, you talk about yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was the uninvited I, was terrible. Um, oh, yeah, that was a that was a terrible movie. Um, you know, another one that was really I didn't I didn't like is uh. I love Darkness Falls. I mean, that was a tooth fairy one. That's not a ghost yeah. one. Uh, but there's that one. Uh, is it Lights Out? Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Lights Out, where like, shut, she shuts yes. the light off. And, and it's a great concept. It made yeah. a great short film, but Jesus, what a bad movie. Yeah. And like the mom like was her friend. Like, she mom knows yep. all. Like, what the? Like, really? Like, that, the that was, was so one dumb, that, and the acting was terrible. Yeah. Let me ask a, you this. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Uh, Oculus? Uh, Oculus. About the haunted mirror? Yes, yeah. Is that the one at the, the, the end where, like, they, they try to, like, catch it on tape, but it ends up being late and, like, just, like, the, the brother ends up getting... The, so spoiler they, so the spoiler home, alert, the sister dies in the end, right? Like They both die, yeah. So Or, no, the brother no, no, definitely no, he, dies. He gets, no, because remember, they... they get smashed they, by the thing. They think they won. They think they broke they broke in the mirror. But then, like, it turns out the brother was standing in front of the mirror and the thing came down and killed him. Right, because um, aren't they, like, somebody dies in their house initially, right? And they, one of the two of them are, like, suspected of, like, having murdered... Um, the like, brother. The, I think uh, it was the brother. The brother, yeah. like, the brother was suspected of murdering the mom or something like that. And then years Or no, passed. it was the dad. No, no. It, it was the dad. So the brother right. went crazy. The dad, um, the brother went to a house. The dad went to prison for killing the mom, something, yeah. something like that. But yeah, yeah, so then, 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 yeah, and then they try to reenact it, and then the same thing happens at the end. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. I know a lot of people love that movie, um, and I, it's fine, you know, it's it's dumb as dirt, but there are some clever things about it. But, it's like that uh, movie Mirrors with Kiefer Sutherland. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like in the same vein, um, essentially like the mirror image of yourself, if I remember it, like, cool murder you he's a night watchman he used to be a cop and he's like a drunk night watchman um so i don't know weird Interesting. yeah i, I mean that was, was i was really looking forward to that i, I was genuinely down by sure. um was the innkeepers uh i'm a huge fan oh, yeah. of house of the devil so knowing it was his follow-up to house of the devil uh, i was like, like super on board and then hearing the story i was like oh that's interesting but I think the, the movie, even though the, the performances are great, um, the two actors are, are pretty solid, especially the guy um, uh, who's been in a ton of like indie films. Um, but yeah, that's the, like that's like Grave Encounters. Like you ever watch the Grave Encounters like uh-huh. series? Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, like that's kind of like it, to me. That's kind of the disappointment I felt when I was watching those movies. Like it could have been really good. The concept yeah. was really great, but. Um, just something, yeah. Like with 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 Innkeepers, I think it's it's just like it just kind of meanders a little bit. Great atmospherics, but the ending's kind of like mm, okay. It just sort of like kind of falls into kind of expected territory and is a little like uh, okay that happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely say like 
that's one of the ones that uh, I, I think I was most disappointed by. Um, you know what I actually really was surprised, speaking of remakes, that I was actually pretty like surprised and impressed by was actually the um, the remake of Poltergeist. Seventeen. I know people say that. I actually own a uh, like a screener copy of it. Somebody gave to me, and I still haven't seen it. But uh, it was good. I, you know what made that movie was uh, uh, Jared has Jared Harris's character. Like mm-hmm. um, he's a good actor, anyways. Can kind of play a British prick sometimes, but um, he goes to the house to investigate like because he, he's trying to disprove there are any actually there's anything going on there um, he's like a ghost to bunker he's like a ghost tv show um so it's pretty interesting and the little kid though reminded me a lot of uh Caroline. heather o'rourke's character in that movie um the little brother was kind of he was kind of annoying but um but sam rockwell did a really good job he plays a dad I love Sam Rockwell, yeah. so I mean, I'll watch anything that dude's in. He's yeah. my, I love that guy. Yeah, he's really good. And then uh, Rosemary Dewey played played the wife in that movie, and she's a pretty good actress as well. So I, I thought like those two combinations, parents were pretty good. I mean, hey, no, no, Craig T. Nelson or, or uh, Joe Beth Williams, but um, you know, not hearing rumors that that uh, was cursed either. So it's funny um, you said t- with when you were talking about it, reminded me of the movie where you're talking about he's uh, uh, like a debunker where he doesn't believe in. Um, one of the haunted movies I love that I feel like I'm kind of alone in loving it as much as I do is uh, 1408. I saw that oh, in the theater. Oh, no, no, John That is probably one of my, like, top John Cusack movies. I love it that actually, movie. Fu- even to this day, and again, I don't get disturbed or scared by horror movies I haven't, you know, since I was a kid, but, um, which is that, but just, you know, because, you know, you watch it, I watch it from, a, like, a more of a, like, with, you know, a critical eye rather than but 1408 is one of those movies that really fucking freaks me out. All of the scenarios where you basically like feel completely trapped by this ghost or this haunting thing or this entity or whatever you say. But just even the, the first 30 minutes where it sort of sets up what's going to happen is so well done. And again, it does play off of all of the best strengths of, of uh, Stephen King where there's like a weird melancholy to the characters. Um, there's a weird sort of like, I don't believe this is happening kind of attitude. Um, but yeah, I mean, both the cast is great. John Cusack and um, Samuel Jackson are great in it. And again, it's got some really fucking insane, creepy like sequences and set pieces in it. So it's one of those movies I, I, you know, I wouldn't go out and say like everybody needs to, needs to see fourteen oh eight, but it's a personal favorite. I would actually say honestly, like if you're if you're gonna pick one, I watch fourteen oh eight over The Shining, like. Honestly, I find like I, I think people forget that The Shining is a ghost movie. Like I yeah. think that's that's the one downside of The Shining is because there's such over the top performance by Nicholson as a guy who goes crazy. But like what people don't no, it's a ghost. Yeah, in fact, it's funny. totally ghost stories. It's a ghost that's driving him mad. Like and yes, there's like the psychic element to it as well. But there's definitely I mean a shit ton of ghosts. Um, yeah, in fact, I, it's funny that you say that because I think it's probably you know um, it's probably the the ghost movie i think it's probably the most heralded most you know uh most highly regarded ghosts movie but there, i feel like because there are so many other moving elements in that story with like the possession of of jack torrance and the you know the psychic ability of of danny and and um uh skyman crothers why am i blanking his name um but uh yeah definitely how i mean yeah, it's The Exorcist. It's like it is. It's it's a classic. Um, although again, I could we could talk for hours about the differences between Kubrick's vision of the uh, uh, 
not the Exorcist of uh, The Shining. Um, the when you talk about the difference yes. of Kubrick's and Kings and how vastly different they are. Um, you know, real truly down to like even what the moral ethos of the story is supposed to be about. But um, but yeah, I mean, I can't believe I had forgotten about the Exorcist or the uh, The Shining. That's an incredible. Uh, that's a yeah. well. I think it does. Yeah, I, you know, I honestly, I just think it does get overlooked just because there is that so many other elements to that movie. It's it's so layered that like the ghosts are at the root of it, but it, there's just so many other things going on in that movie that I think mean, it doesn't, people don't resonate as a ghost story, like at the end of the day. You know, it's a super guilty pleasure of mine. I actually just bought it, um, is a ghost ship. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> best best open sequence ever. Yeah, I, say, we, I mean. There's actually I, some I, great sequences in there, yeah. Yeah, definitely, that's funny because I haven't watched it. Uh, no, I actually watched it last year. Um, I think we talked about this in the podcast. Uh, where, but it's like once, once I watch the ending, I'm like, or the the opening sequence, I'm like, well, I can just turn this off right now. But uh, maybe I'll give it another shot and, and rewatch it. But uh, I would actually put that on the list of ones I thought were most uh, uh, most. But that also came around the same time as like the Fog remake, which yeah. the original Fog. Holy shit, that's a fucking ghost. Story. Yeah, that is a ghost story too. Yeah, yeah a fucking uh, great fucking one. Seaweed face. Yeah, dude. Whoa, God, even all the designs, like, all, like... You know, I actually, for the longest time, totally forgot that Jamie Lee Curtis was in the fog. Yeah, she is, um, yeah. And uh, it, I don't know why I, I forgot that, but, yeah, she's in the fog. Um, Adrian Barbeau in the fog. I know, Adrian um, Barbeau. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's a great cast, you know? Um, and then you have the remake with uh, Tom Welling that was... Yeah. Jesus Christ. Stay with Smallville, buddy. Stay, stay with what you know. Exactly. All right. Put your tights on. Yeah, yeah, that, that wasn't in the vein of like really crappy remakes during that time period. It was just like that, and then the and I know some people like the uh, the remake of um, My Bloody Valentine in 3D. Uh, and I, I'm a huge Jensen Ankles fan. Uh, I you know I'm a fan of super, the TV show Supernatural, and I of him specifically. But man, he his acting in that movie is terrible. The script is terrible. Um, so, somebody called it out because somebody was proclaiming it, their love for it. Um, and I know it's a movie, like, so I, I take it with a grain of salt. Like, yes, a lot of movies don't always make sense, especially when you're in the, the horror genre, right? But, like, the one call out somebody made was like, how did you know where the guy's the guy was buried? Like, <laughs> like the, in, the, in the movie, he's like, uh, spoiler alert, obviously, Justin Eccles' character is the killer and suffering from kind of the split personality. He thinks he's Harry Warden. And, uh, but like the whole backstory of him going and digging up Harry Warden and like taking all the, the mining gear and the mask off, like, but he wasn't around when Harry Warden got killed. Like he was just, they killed him like as a vigilante justice and like buried him in the middle of nowhere. How the, how the fuck did he find it where he's buried? Like nobody knew about it, you know? That's like, you can't- Plot hole number one. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's the one thing is though, like, you know, I like when remakes, we're going off on a weird tangent, but I do enjoy when remakes take the original formula and try to do something, like, unexpected with it. Uh, that's why I really like the, um, the, town that, the town that dreaded sundown. Um, because, yeah, cause exactly. And it, it did something different with it, but fucking, that, that was such a fail on every level. And again, I, yeah, I know people who love the fucking remake, and I'm like, what? what? Did you, are we watching the same movie? But yeah. to each their own. But. You know what was a really good uh tv show that was that had a lot of like ga- ghosts and haunted possessions that that sometimes gets like overlooked is the friday the 13th tv show 
I was gonna. I, I, have we brought this up on a, a different? I don't think uh, we have. Like, I don't think we've ever talked about the Friday Thirteenth TV show. Um, but I was just thinking about the other day of like movies because somebody I was reading somewhere or like on a, on a, another like YouTube video about them wanting to make a, a Nightmare on Elm Street series for Netflix. Like, if they for any reason like couldn't do another movie, they would do they do like a Nightmare on Elm Street series. And there was originally the Friday the Thirteenth series. That was centered around Crystal Lake that, that kind of got been now that there's that whole like litigation with Sean Cunningham and, and yep. um, so anything on Friday thirteenth really is out the door. Um, but I was just thinking like how there's such a weird comparison between like we had Freddy's the Freddy's Nightmares, mm-hmm. which was just just terrible. We talked about that. We talked about monsters. Yeah. But then there's also the Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, TV series, which I what I thought was really funny is the guy that was in that series ended up playing the main character Steven and Jason Goes to Hell, which I thought was really kind of a weird um, tie into the TV show. But I, I just love the idea of this, like the haunted antiquity shot. And kind of exactly. Like, um, I just thought it was a really cool guy. It was it didn't need to be Friday the Thirteenth unless you're talking in the vein of like just the unlucky day. Yeah. But, um, but I actually thought it was a really great show. There's a couple I of love really that. creepy ones. Yeah, it was a very much like, again, it was a, a just another, you know, um, weekly, uh, almost like Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side kind of thing, where they all had that interconnected, you know, they were interconnected more than, like, say, the Twilight Zone, but it was still every episode was about a different cursed item and what happens and stuff. But there was a time where it was, like, we it was sort of a great era because that was on TV. The show She-Wolf was on TV, which I was a big fan of, about this female werewolf that's, like, traveling the country, uh, like a sexy werewolf version of the Incredible Hulk TV series. Um, <clears throat> but there was that. There was Tales from the Dark Side. There was Monsters. There was a really – there was an era where, like, horror TV was pretty uh, – yeah, it was it was legit. I mean, you know, you always have the classics too, like the Twilight Zone, the Outer Limits. Um, but yeah, even even the Nightmare Elms, even the even the Freddy's Nightmares ones. Or I mean, they were so campy and bad, but like I always stayed up to watch them. I thought they were like, and of course they were always like a little more risque and like nobody cared. <laughs> they were, I mean, I remember when Freddy had a nine hundred number. Yeah, yeah. And like, and I was like, what does Frank get to say to me in a nine hundred number? I know what the exactly. other nine hundred numbers are used for, but um, exactly. But yeah, it's just, it was a weird time for, for horror television. Um, you know, I thought like speaking of remakes, totally not, not in the vein of uh, Ghost, but one movie I always thought they would make a great remake or would make a great like serialized TV show is um, Near Dark. Oh, hell yes. So hell yes. probably one of the best vampire movies ever. And uh, I would love a TV show, not in the vein of Twilight or the... Uh, the originals are any of those CW bullshit, but like something on like uh, Amazon or Netflix or who, like something a fully like, like HBO, like a yeah. intense, real like. Yeah, I would I would love to follow that that band of vampires around, uh, just around the like the nation. Like you know, um, I think it'd make an amazing TV show, and I mean they take such great pride in being vampires, which is even the best part of it. Um, they, they don't care. Like that bar scene is probably my favorite scene in that whole movie. Yeah, it's the greatest. It's one of the greatest movie seasons in horror film history. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> it's a um, accent. Finger licking good. <laughs> when he, the fucking the fact he has those spurs on his fucking on his boots and stuff. Throat um, cut. 
Oh, it's yeah. so badass. Like, and the fact yeah. that like it's like this weird western and all the rules of it, and the fact that they have that camper with all the windows in it. Just yeah. there's so much. There's so much there that you can fucking get your fingers into and explore more. That yeah. I would, I'm on board. That would be amazing. Yeah. Did you ever? Speaking of ghost stories, ghost stories, but that are on TV. I haven't actually finished watching it because I think it came around around the time around Halloween, and I was doing a lot around Halloween. But was the Netflix TV version of House on Haunted Hill or the? I uh no, I never did. I never did get into that. I know that. people who uh, love it. I mean, people who love it. And I remember the first episode. I I enjoyed it. And I I liked it. And I know there's this whole thing where you can actually like there's ghosts in all these scenes, and you can sort of spot where the ghost is. Even if it's just two people talking somewhere in the shot, you can sort of see a ghost or see movement. And so I know there's that game of like find the ghost or whatever, but I know people love it and stuff and, and really love the ending, but um, it's weird that I didn't finish watching it. You haven't seen it. So I feel like we should, we should watch it though. Yeah, we should yeah. In, in, in a time now we're watching TV is, is pretty much daily. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Because I want to check it out before the second season comes out. It was like, and that's uh, what I say. And I know this, it's like the haunting of lively manor or something like that is uh, the sequel. Sequel, Second, sequel yeah, series, enti- yeah, entirely different, like entirely different uh, cast of characters. characters. So, I feel like that's going to be the Netflix like version of like American Horror Story, but like around. Like, oh, but maybe it'll be good. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel about Ryan Murphy. <laughs> you didn't like Murphy. You didn't like Murder House because that was like a, that was a ghost story. I mean, it's funny because that's the only one I didn't actually. Well, that's not the only one. I haven't watched the like the last. Actually, you know what? That's that's actually the hardest one for me to watch. Is really, uh, I find it so drawn out and melodramatic that like I almost prefer the American Horror Story like campy on brand uh, yeah. <laughs> ones that came along with that. Like I, I know we respect the American Horror Story now. Doesn't matter what you change up the genre. They just keep rotating the same cast of characters and throw some video in there. But that was one that I found like. Just, I don't know. Everybody loves it, and I thought it was good for what I saw, but it took me like three or four tries to get through the whole thing. See, there's this there, there's this issue that I have with certain writers and and you know content creators, um, whether TV or film or what have you. Um, it's like Gilmore Girls, uh, Dawson's Creek, even to a lesser extent, Scream, and then Ryan Murphy is like characters that all sound like they have one voice like there's it's like 60 different people but they all talk the same way they still still have the same iterations of the same mannerisms and vocal you know and that, you know ryan murphy writes characters and they all be different characters but they all sound like ryan murphy like that's one thing the other problem is that fucking that dude is master of great build-up and disappointing ending people put that shit on stephen king ryan murphy is far more fucking guilty of that. Like, every fe- season I'd watch, I'd be like, well, let me get into this. Oh, my first, by the, you know, first half of the, the season, I'd be like, oh, I really enjoyed this. And by the last three episodes, I'm like, I don't care. I'm just watching this to fucking watch it. Like, and dude, he can only do that to me so many times before I just don't give a shit anymore. But You know, actually far better than uh, American Horror Story. I really liked his, uh, I really liked his uh, show Screen Queens. Um, so, one because I there was not a single thing to take seriously in that show. Yeah, and it was pretty much a, almost a parody of every slasher horror movie you could possibly think of. But it was fun to watch. I will say, not for anything. Yeah, 
I will say this though, right? It's like Ryan Murphy watched Heather's and fucking has made a whole career on <laughs> ripping off Heather's. Like, it's like the same, but just not as clever. Anyways, um, well, I just turned this into a shit talking on Ryan Murphy thing, but God bless him. Like, well, I mean, people hey, look like people. People love American Horror Story. People like thrive on like being able to pick um, the next season of it. And I'll, I'll admit, like, I've seen every season. Um, sure, and most of them I've been able to go through like pretty episodically every week. The free show one's my all-time favorite. Like, yeah, that was my I, favorite I actually, one. Yeah. I, that was my that and then the uh, the first Coven one were fine. I think the Coven yeah. one again very disappointing season uh, uh, ending, but at least it, it wrapped up to a degree where I wasn't completely hating it. Uh, and then I really loved the beginning of the 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 Carnival Freak Show one. And then, um, but then again, you know, and once honestly, you, you know, I've said on this podcast many times my feelings on scary clowns. Uh, where I was like, oh, another scary clown. But I did like Twisty, and I, I yeah. thought they did him really well. And then when they killed him off, I'm like, wait, what? What's what? What? Already? Anyways. But, yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah and, and I think the other one, too, that I, I, you know, I started watching the 1984 one, like mm-hmm. this, the last season, which yeah. was a great 80s slasher, but it just... Then that had ghosts in it, too. That had a shit ton of ghosts, and it had a devil, and it had a... Fucking oh, I Richard, didn't know you Richard, that. Richard, Richard Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like, yeah, I get it. The nice soccer. He's creepy. He was in Pack of Satan, but like, he's not a focal character. Like, do not bring him back. The best part of that thing was when they all go spend their time trying to find different ways to murder him to keep him at bay, which I thought was hilarious. So, like, that. So, I haven't seen I've only watched the first two episodes. And again, I got so bored by the end of the second episode, I was like, um, I just couldn't find the yeah. gumption to watch another one. But. Yeah, I will it, say this. It, it morphs into a slasher to a ghost story about like midway through to the point where everybody's a ghost and then and then but Richard Ramirez is a ghost and then you like everybody's trying to keep try to do good by keeping him away from everybody else. So they just basically spend all their time like watching over him and every time he comes back to life again, they just murder him again. So they they, they take watches on murdering Richard Ramirez. So I was like, well, you know, that's I could take some solace in that, I guess. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think Ryan, I, uh, I think uh, as much as like I will watch it as a guilty pleasure, I think it's kind of a one-trick pony type. Yeah. I mean, so, I wish he would just work with like with other creators or, I mean, and he always, I mean, people love his cast and, you know, I like his cast too, but um, I don't know. I feel like uh, I want to love every season, but every time I get into one, I'm like. I, I'm intrigued to see Macaulay Culkin in the upcoming season they just added him as a like season 11 or season what, wait, what? macaulay culkin what is the but what do, do we know what the premise is no i idea. thought it was revealed uh no there was like it's suddenly it's supposed to be maybe like nautical theme or like boat themed no. or uh, i thought it was like aliens or some shit I don't know. Uh, they always every year they say aliens everybody wants aliens i don't know why you fucking want to do aliens it sounds boring uh, to me like me, me too somebody, somebody had said like based on the last season maybe it was maybe cryptozoology um so it could be the study of like like Loch Ness or Bigfoot, which I thought would be kind of cool. I'm down with that Mothman. But but yeah, yeah, Mothman. Um, but I, don't know, I guess we'll we'll have to wait till September to find out. I guess we're at least as close to September before they do the big reveal. He'll put out a, a ton of ambiguous clues that have really nothing to do with it, and then exactly, and then do the reveal like, hey, by the way, we're it's ballerinas, it's Black Swan, like exactly. So totally would have never guessed that at all. Um, but yeah, ghost stories I think are, are like a legit genre though. I, I really feel like it's underrated. 
uh, most of the time because it's not really super blood or guts. Like, all right, maybe 13 Ghosts, the remake is, is very oh, yeah. graphic, but, uh, you know. Um, See, now just, what, I'm sorry, go ahead. Wasn't there a rumor that they were turning 13 Ghosts into a TV series, though? So I don't know if that's a rumor or just, like, a, what fans wanted it. So there was, like, at least once a week on some horror platform that I'm on on Facebook, somebody says, hey, wouldn't it be a great idea to have – 13 Ghosts is a, a limited run series and do a backstory on all the on all the ghosts that appeared in 13 Ghosts. And as as much as I, I I like that idea, like honestly, like you can actually look that up online. There's like a YouTube video, and as they were on the website originally when 13 Ghosts was promoted, they had the they had the Black Zodiac that you can actually go to, and there's like a backstory on each each of the yeah. Ghosts. I remember because I was obsessed yeah. with those those yeah. ghosts. Um, so apparently, uh, Screen Gems, uh, Screen Gems said in 2019, um, uh, Screen Gems, yeah, it's partnered with Crypt TV. Oh, that doesn't even exist anymore, does it? Crypt TV? Yeah. No, I thought it did. I thought it was still around. Does it? Um, to produce a 10-minute short with Eli Roth, uh, the pick, which will begin production as winners being, I, wait, what? Just a 10 minute short. What? Anyways, that's well, like a 10 minute, like 10 minute, like a quibby, like a 10 minute video per, per There's ghost. 13 ghosts in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, the abridged version. <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyways, know. I mean, I mean I like, don't destroy anything. That's all it's, it, it's one of those things that I remember me and my twin brother were big fans of uh, the 13 ghosts uh, remake. And, but, you know, it's obviously not uh, the, the best movie ever made, but God damn it, it's very rewatchable. It's fun. Hey, you know Tony Shalhoub, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Actually, you know who was the best part of that movie? I uh, um was um uh, what was it? from from uh Wu Tang? What, what was her name? Uh, what? The woman who was uh from Wu Tang? Where is she from? No, she she's from the but the like babysitter lady. Yeah, yeah, she was pretty good. Yeah. So here's a weird thing. You know what Matthew Lillard? Matthew Lillard is a uh, super into Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, really? oh. Yeah, he's one of the uh, many Hollywood. Uh, uh, <laughs> I always called him the Hollywood elite, as if Matthew Lillard would be a lead of any. <laughs> oh, it's a uh, no offense, Matthew Lillard. Rob I love you. Digger. It's it's Rod Digger. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. What band is she from, though? Like she. She's just a rapper. She's just a rapper. Mm-hmm. I did uh, not know that the lady was a rapper. Yeah, um, she was she was great, and I really liked the kid. Uh, I really liked the kid who was like he's uh, de- decapitated. What do you mean decapitated? Oh yeah, behind Dunkin' Donuts. Dude, you're the only one that I thought that kid was annoying as shit. But um, Tony Shalhoub is great. He was a funny. He was a funny kid though. He's I funny. found him annoying, and he's like rolling around on his little fucking <laughs> tricycle or whatever. Little he's he's razor. Razor scooter. Um, so the Scylla of this day, and I think I brought this up in a previous episode, but uh, the thing that is, takes me out of that movie every time I watch it is, um, uh, I'm trying to what her ghost name is, but she's like the, she's like from the 50s. She was like the prom queen who cut her wrists in the bathtub or whatever. Uh, oh, oh uh, no, was it the model? She was a model. Was she a model? She's a model, she, yeah. She had the, mo- she had the most roundest, fakest tits I've ever seen. I'm like, ghost. <laughs> Ghost, ghost, boob, ghost, ghost, ghost implants. I'm like, ghost mm, boobs. This is not. They did not have these kind of implants in this era in the 50s. But anyway, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, she was, I think she, her backstory, she's a model. That was, was never, model? like, yeah, that was, like, never felt, like, pretty enough. Um, no, I think the, uh, the prom queen was, like, I think she was the bound woman or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. She, yeah, yeah. yes, you're she right. Like, she was, like, the hung, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she was a creepy one. They do, they, they do the, like, work around, like, when everybody's, like, they're doing the scan, like, reading off, and then they show the person. But yeah, the Tormented Prince one, though, he was, he was a, he was a good one. He's a baseball bat car crash victim um was that but uh that one in the fucking uh juggernaut yeah the juggernaut and the hammer were my two yeah. favorites yeah they were they were my two favorite that's why when they clash together and beat up matthew lillard and kill him was like the best part um, yeah so i don't know why you just didn't take like one of the glasses it breaks the glasses i just grab the glass and like hold it like a monocle so at least you could 50 percent see right know? but he knew he was gonna die he was, he was a psychic um exactly yeah, but that was a pretty decent cast. For, I mean, it's got F. Murray Abraham, who's a great actor. Yep. Alicia Liu. You know who annoyed me actually more than that kid was uh, was Shannon Elizabeth's character. Really? I thought, I mean, yeah, she was kind of annoying. Yeah. Her, she was like the like, most overly sweet sister like ever. Yeah. Like, she was like, like so positive. Like, but... Dad, we have a bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay. All right. Go, go teach your brother how to spell decapitated, please. Go uh, go back to the American Pie movies, please. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Tony Shalhoub was Tony Shalhoub was definitely uh, fucking um, uh, slumming it uh, appearing in that movie. But then yeah. again, you know, I never quite understood why, uh, like, how after the death of his wife, they ended up so destitute. Though I'm like, did you not have like homeowner's insurance, life insurance, or anything else that would like cover those? I'm not quite sure what what happened there, but. Uh, like, how did your life seem so exactly. Like, exactly. you not give a fuck for like a while, and then you're like, oh, I got kids to raise. Let me let me hire a nanny. Exactly. Well, that's live, what I said. Live in poverty. That is exactly, dude. That was exactly my. Th- and I'm sure because it's based off of the '50s one, that it makes more sense in the original. But I was like, seeing like, so you're destitute. Your your family is like, uh, you're on, you know, knocking on, on poverty's door, but yet you can afford. It's like living nanny or whatever when yeah. you have a perfectly capable like support. Anyways, yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the one part that always bugged me. I'm like, wait a minute, like, where does the nanny come in? Like, what do you pay her? Because she doesn't do anything. No. Like, she's not cooking or cleaning, so like, she can't even pick up the scooter off the floor. Like, I know it's very true. She's eye candy. This movie is full. <laughs> like, he just wanted he's wanted to change her views. He's like, wait, well, come live at my house for a while. Exactly. Maybe maybe you have to cook every now and then. I'll just look at you. Maybe you wrap for me. Exactly. We don't know what he's into. We don't know what he's into. You, know, you never know what the shalub is. The shalub is down for. But <laughs> guilty pleasure, all the same, though. It's still so good movie. So, well, guys, this was a, a pleasure. It's a, yeah. a pleasure as always. I love to actually. This is a this is a topic. I feel like we could even revisit. I feel like there's even more films we didn't touch upon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in fact, yeah, I would go, love to even do a, a top five um, uh, at some point. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Uh, Tank, uh, did anything to add? No, I tried, but <laughs> y'all, took, y'all took over this one. I'm actually on this hunt for this movie. Uh, I, I think it's a horror movie, uh, but it, it, it's, it had one of this, this guy in there, and I want to say his uh, – let me look it up real quick. Let's see. Okay. Okay, yeah, it is. Okay, so his name is Mike Haggerty, and he's this actor, like this B-list actor that's in like some of these like 
Chaffa like '90s horror movies. Okay. And I'm looking for one specifically where he's a janitor, and I <laughs> I want to watch that movie again for some reason. If you see his face, you'll know exactly. Right, who I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look it up right now because um, yeah. his name's Mike Haggerty. I think he was. <laughs> But why are you looking? You looking for a movie where he plays a? Uh... I think he's a janitor, and he like does this like horror murder movie movie, and I okay. really really want. <laughs> That's what I've been kind of on the mission for this episode. He's on doing some recon on the on the back end. Yeah, I don't. I I know that actor really well, but I don't. I don't know yeah. if he's ever been the lead in a horror no, movie. No, no, no. He wasn't a lead whatsoever. He it was just like at the end of the movie, it's like. He thought he was dead, but then he kills his dude. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, and it was like some some Chaffa like like Showtime after dark murder movie. <laughs> well, now, damn it, now I need to know what this is. So you yeah, to... me too. That's what I've been trying to find. I'm like, so. I'm like flipping through your IMDb right now to see like where is he so uncredited he didn't get a, like a credit on I, this? this it, is it, it, it might be, but yeah, I'm 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 on the hunt for that. I just wanted to let y'all know. If y'all thought I was quiet today, that's what I was kind of doing. <laughs> well, always appreciate uh, you be, uh, after after dark, my sweet. It seems like a Showtime movie, but uh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna look. So he, there's Mike Haggerty, but sometimes he goes by Michael Haggerty. Oh, uh, do you remember was, what? Like what year? Was it like in the '80s? It was like late '80s, early '90s, probably. But you know, I, I just want to let y'all know what I'm on the hunt for. And maybe next week, if I find it, I'll, I'll talk about it and I'll bring it up. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it was a, a lot of a lot of. Uh, I, I I do believe that this is something that can be revisited as far as ghost uh, ghost movies go. Uh, but no, I had fun, guys. I mean, any other last words before we close it up? Uh, no, no. Now I'm gonna have to hunt for this movie though because it's gonna bug me. Exactly. It's been exactly. bugged for years, and I just finally remembered it. Um, but all right, guys. Hey. Thanks for joining in um, in these interesting interesting times we still live in. Uh, hopefully, it does come to an end fairly soon. We hope that you and your family are taking good care of themselves, washing your hands, practicing social distancing. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, also practice subscribing to us because that really helps out a lot. Uh, so subscribe to uh, us on Spotify. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review because it really does help out the show. Uh, don't forget to tell your mom, dog, dad, grandpa, grandma, um, you know, over the phone, not in person, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is the Texas Podcast Massacre. I'm Tank Rodriguez, and for Dirty Derek and for James Jimothy Dean, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace out, guys. Little dick.